Okay, you ready? Yes, sir. Welcome back to Last Choice TV Reviews House of the Dragon. And yes, I know, House of the Dragon is over. James was grateful enough to do the last two episodes without me. I was out uh, dealing with some personal business, and thank you very much for James. And uh, I forgot who filled in. I, I can't remember. Uh, who. Fire the cannon. Fire from the cannon. Six one four. Six one four. Thank you podcast. Yeah. for filling in there. You know, um, here at uh, Last Choice Network, when one of us is out, we definitely have a a group of people that can fill in that are just as passionate about things as we are. So thank you very much for going ahead and doing that um, while I was out. But we are here for the final episode, our recap of season one, House of the Dragon. We're just going to talk about what we felt, what we thought was good, what we thought hit, what we thought didn't hit. And, you know, our expectations for the next season. Um, Yeah, we didn't really get a lot into that when we're going through these reviews because there's so much to unpack. And every episode, it goes so long. So I'm definitely, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how, James, how you thought this season went, how it ha- holds up in the Game of Thrones world, because we all know how great, you know, multiple seasons <clears throat> of Game of Thrones were and how bad some seasons were and episode to episode of what we're going to get. So let's just get right into it, James. What are your overall feelings of season one, House of the Dragon? We're back, baby. Game of Thrones is back. Uh, in my opinion, it's going to be one of the top shows when House of the Dragon goes forward. It made me super excited to see the Jon Snow uh, series that's going to be coming our way because I believe that takes place after everything. Uh, but I think they have done a phenomenal job setting this up and bringing us that drama that made us love Game of Thrones in the beginning. Yeah, I, I'm... I actually think I liked this season one better than Game of Thrones season one. So if I'm comparing seasons to seasons, I actually think I liked the House of the Dragon show a little bit better. I think I like the story a little bit better so far. But it does it does have a little bit of um, an advantage that we kind of already know the lo- you know we understand the world. Sure, I think, I think we, you're not you're not building the world, but I I also think that this show was a lot easier to understand um, as you're going through, and maybe it was because I'd already watched it. Like I, I both of us saw Game of Thrones at first. We could be talking to someone that did not watch the Game of Thrones series that's just getting into House of Dragons and had a terrible time getting through all of it. I I just felt like this series didn't have as many characters. The arcs were pretty straightforward. You had some cliffhangers. You had some amazing things that happened. You had wonderful dragon CG. Like we can definitely get into that of like how great the CG was when you have a budget to do it, you know? Um, but overall, I, I really, really liked how interconnected the characters were and how much of, of the drama they created with dialogue and it didn't have to be, you know, this like Ned Stark getting his head chopped off, like, oh, my God, moments. They they built you up every time through the dialogue, the oh, conversations so her, and her ripping a baby out of her own. So, no, like, yeah, I'm not saying they didn't have those that. those moments, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it was very 
Tyrion-esque. Like, I love Tyrion because he did everything with his words. Yeah. yeah. He was always talking and it was always there. And it, well, you didn't have to have this amazing battle to make make you feel the drama of of this show. And and that that's just me. And that's just my opinion no. there. I want to give you two things I'm taking away. The first thing I took away was I wonder what made them start here at at this timeline. Because as you start to learn about their ancestors and all this stuff and the different battles and how Valeria was a power and that even more dragons, I was like, man, they could have went back 300 more years earlier. And so George R. R. Martin did like say he wanted show. to he wanted to start earlier than this. Like he didn't want he he wasn't really this wasn't where he wanted to start in the first place. But Okay. I think I think to get to the characters and I haven't read the book and I think I really want to go back and read this the the, the this book that they have here to really understand what happened beforehand. But my question is would it have gotten complicated? Would you have had so many more characters? Would you have had things that just didn't align uh, perfectly? Did you not have the casting to be able to do it or, or, or all the different things that go into writing it? And then I also think that your writers have to have like a good sense and feeling for it. And I do like how we kind of jumped over one rain and it still gives you the opportunity to go back again if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and this series was, was super interesting. I mean, every time you ran into it, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sad on where they started, but I think, you know, it would be super interesting to ask, you know, the show writers and things like that. Like, Hey, when you sat down with George R. R. Martin, like what really made you land here? And I'm sure they've answered that. We could probably find it. I just I don't read a lot of the outside yeah. articles because I like exactly. to bring my own personal opinion to it, not somebody yeah. else's. Um, but I think it's just really the reign of this king, and and through the whole thing was the love that this king had and how peaceful he kept the realm. Like the realm wasn't fighting. Everything else was this turmoil and it's always in turmoil and there's fighting and no one knows what's going to happen. And yeah, all those battles are great, but isn't it really interesting to watch? We, we got to watch this really peaceful reign and watch the demise of it over time and how, yeah. how all of these lies and, and secrets and everyone is always jockeying for a position and waiting for that right time. And like little events become the catalyst things you don't think are going to be the catalyst end up being that thing that pushes it over. And, and yeah. everyone starts trying to attack at that point. Exactly. Yeah, it, it is. It was super interesting how it comes to con. And I, and I want to point out. So I said, there was two things I wanted to take away from this. And that was the first thing. The second one, is I've now that I've had a, a week or so to kind of simmer down and, and think about this series, I swear to God, Ender, if waiting on the Dance of the Dragons becomes a meme like waiting on fucking winter to get 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 here, I'm gonna get real annoyed with this show. I don't think you're gonna wait, man, because we're getting into it. I, I, with the way they if ended they it, all this out. If the season two is just them battling 
strategically and they they take an entire season that only lasts about a month i'm gonna lose my mind so because they said season two is coming really soon yeah so the reason why i think we're not gonna get that is because i think that's what episode 10 was all about episode 10 was basically Rhaenyra trying to stay political like we're going to draw this out it's gonna be a normal war we're gonna talk about it we're gonna do this and then they kill one of her sons whether it be by accident or not that just was going to push her over the edge and it's going to be get the dragons let's go like it's time to fight because her face at the end of that did not make me feel like this was a lady that's ready to do democracy anymore. Is ready to talk like she was in the beginning of that season ten episode. Especially 10. when her husband uncle when da- um, Damon's pissed. I like to call uh, <laughs> what I would uncle? say to fire the cannon all the time. Fire the cannon. I was always referring to him to the to, as the uncle. Uncle. Um, he is not the husband that is going to talk her out of it because he already wants to fight. And that's why I don't think you're going to get a drawn out next season. I think you're going to get into it and we're going to start seeing, seeing uh, fireballs fly. Like, cause we got the dragons, we got the eggs. We have more like Damon laid out all of the ways that they could do it. And the, and the sea snake laid out all of how they could, they, that he finally, I didn't get to say this cause I wasn't there. Finally, someone decided to like make sure the stepstones didn't get taken back yet. Thank you. Sea snake. Like Jesus, I did, I did bring Christ. that up in the episode. Yes. I mean, good lord! It just—it took him almost dying to be able to figure that out. But um, I, I don't think you're gonna get that. Now I don't know. We could, but you know, I would you I just, not be annoyed if that was the case as well? Depends on how they did it, man. I think it just really depends on what they did. But yeah, I mean, only getting ten episodes—you know, a season—they're gonna do it real quick. Um, the reason why I think you're not gonna get Isn't this series supposed to be at least four seasons i think it's only five like i think it's five max okay but if they have the dance of the dragons then what then what like but, i read the books so i don't know what happens next again so you don't are they know gonna like take five seasons to get there no but but again this season jumped how many years 60 70 I know, years I, I know that it did so like well, like you're, you're like so well if you you're so worried about a show being super slow that was like and then the other time you're like, man, I wish we had more time. I wish we didn't jump so far. Like you're completely opposite of everything you've said through this whole season. Hey, they're the ones that set the expectation of, of pushing this thing forward. And then why would you think they all of a sudden stop? Because the just, I told you this, I don't think that the writers and producers would want that, but the people that, that make the decisions when it comes to the money, they change the plans and they force the writers and executives of shows to do things that they don't necessarily I think they learned. I think do. they learned from the end of game of Thrones that if they did that, they'd have another mutiny on their hand. People would be I don't, pissed. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you as a, as a, as a gamer, I know that we do a gaming podcast, two dudes, a game. If you're listening to this, you want to check us out. When you tell me that you think a company learned from their lessons you would think Activision had learned some things by now. Not when you have like George R. R. Martin there and in the writing, because he wasn't there when they ended it. And he was very upset with that. Like the last five seasons or like three or four seasons of Game of Thrones, George R. R. Martin had nothing to do with. 
He left him on yeah, his own because he was sick. lazy and didn't Well, he was also books. sick during those times, too. Yeah, seemed to be excuses, I think. Okay, well, yeah. I he guess was probably can... on a treadmill and <laughs> sipping Mai Tais. Come on, man. A treadmill with Mai Tais? George R. R. Martin, really? That's the best you got? I think you're going somewhere else there and you caught yourself. <laughs> so, uh, but um, I think with him being so close to the writing on this, I, I don't think you're going to get that. I really don't Now You could like, like anything's possible, but I need you to stay positive and tell me it's not going to happen in there. I mean, I just did like four times and you keep coming in with all this negativity. You, you keep following it up with, but it could, but that's because I like you to be in turmoil. I don't, I don't want you to sit comfortably. Like that would not be fun for me. I know they're not going to do it. I have faith that they're not going to do it. And I'll, I'll be the, the, the first one devastated when they do. But I'm always going into it being like, this is going to be the greatest. They're going to do this. They got this. They got this, man. You got to be a fan fully. Every year yeah. I go into it thinking the commanders could win a game. Okay. Yeah. They got this even, like Aegon's got control of his dragon. Yeah. Even if, even if I don't even know what name we're going to have at the beginning of the season. We got this, man. We're going to win some games. Can you even name your starting quarterback right now? No. <laughs> no, I, I, I can't. <laughs> I don't care. Revere is my coach. That's all I know. And, and, and I feel bad for him. He got thrown a raw deal. And, and until, uh, until we get him, the Snyders out of there, it's just going to be terrible. So anyway. Back to House of the Dragon. So I guess I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask this question. It's a tough one. Tough question here. What was your favorite part of this show? This season so far? Put you on the spot. Can't think too long. This is a podcast, so you got to talk. <laughs> Everything to do with Rhaenyra. Really? Yeah. Rhaenyra, her, remember I told you how worried I was when I found out they were going to be changing actresses. Oh, I know. Allison. And it was never Allison's character that I was worried about. It was always Rhaenyra. I thought that uh, Millie Alcock, I think it was the first one, right? Yep. Uh, did a fantastic job. And then Emma DRC, is that? DRC. Yep. How? I think they, uh, did a phenomenal job and it makes sense how they were able to change uh, who was playing the role. I think they nailed it. And I think the transformation of the character was phenomenal. It gave me very much a cross between Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen at all times. It was like one of those was channeling through her at all times. Well, I mean, yeah, like I, I get that Targaryen blood and they're all the same and there's this. Yeah, but I mean, and... it's very different dynamic. Right. And I think and, I, and I different don't, I don't know of... if I agree with the Jon Snow analogy. Like, I don't I don't get where she's Jon Snow here. The final episode when she was trying to be diplomatic and taking her emotions out of it. Yeah, but I also feel like that was Daenerys in the beginning before she started feeling power. Yeah, but she. But Rhaenyra has the power at this point and is no, feeling doesn't. the power. When they put that crown on her head outside, she felt that power. And instead of embracing that power and running with it, 
she was able to keep composed. And that was not something that I that character had guess. been building. I towards. just like I'm just not a Jon Snow fan. Like I hate whenever like well, don't, it's listen, so Jon Snowy. And just that's why like you're like I can't wait the for the Jon Snow episode. I'm like this no, is gonna be listen. boring. Just because he portrayed the worst villain in Call of Duty history doesn't mean you have to hate the actor for the rest of his life. No, it's not. It had nothing to do with that. I just when Jon Snow was the most boring character in Game of Thrones, hands down. Most boring character there was. Every time he was on film, you got this dopey look. I don't want it. You know, that's like that's all I could think of is Stop. like Varsity Blues. I don't want your life. Okay. Like that's all, all I got from Jon Snow. And one really badass scene where he stands in the front of this army and starts slicing stuff down. But still doesn't do it himself because his other army comes behind him anyway. So... I don't get people's fascination with Jon Snow. Uh, he got carried through that entire series. So I like Kit Harrington. He's done your, some great your, other shows, but not. I'm as not going to argue with your with your wrong opinions. I don't but, want your life. That's all listen. Jon Snow, right? Right there, Jon Snow is the character from Varsity Blues, all of Game of Thrones. My favorite individual moment of the season. Are you ready Dramatic for this? effects, like yes. I gotta give you. I, oh, I didn't know if you were gonna speak and jump no, in and I'm tell waiting. me your favorite. I'm moment. waiting. I'm waiting to tell you you're wrong. My favorite moment is when they lit up that cauldron underneath the map table, and that whole thing lit up on fire. Just had this like it's epic cool. feel yeah. to it. I thought it was such a cool moment. And yeah, really just that was really um, set the tone. That that was pretty awesome with her walking in as queen. Oh, wow, you didn't they, tell me I was wrong. No, no. When you're right, you're right. I'll, I'll give you that. I can't. Who's gonna be like, no, dude? That was not a cool table. Like, there's <laughs> nothing. There's nothing about that that wasn't cool. Like, I feel. I bet you we could probably go on Etsy and somebody's already. Dude, I, I, I totally like. I was like, when that happened, I was like, you know what? That's a good coffee. That's table. a good coffee table. Like, <laughs> I, 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 some epoxy here. I think I could do that. Like, I could make that table. And doing that, so I guarantee someone else has done that. But yeah, those but again, people that make those uh, Star Wars tables, lighting up sure. a table cannot be your favorite moment in 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 just all that of entire that. scene as she kind of came in as queen and the lighting of the table, that whole like becoming right the queen, there. like that when yeah. she became the queen. The, the uh, and okay. and we had had a lot of foreshadowing of that moment when you had Allison making her first appearance. You know that big walk through yeah you hadn't had a big like mic drop moment since she was a little girl at the uh um the the hunt like that's like the last like real moment oh well i guess when she walked through the corridor like after giving birth was kind of like but it wasn't that mic drop like like, i'm here this was like i'm just i'm a badass the only thing that i thought was weird and i Obviously, you weren't on the last episode, so I'd love to hear your take. The thing that I thought was weird is is when Allison had her badass moment. It was serious the entire time. When uh, Viserys had his badass moment stumbling his way down, you know, almost on his deathbed trying to get to the throne. It was serious the whole time, even his brother coming up and picking up the crown and giving it to him. But as the this whole thing's serious and you're getting pumped up and your blood's boiling and you're like, okay, the map is lit up and she's coming in as queen. And then as Damon announces her as queen, she stands there and then she goes to take a step 
and the four guards start to walk with her. And she looks at them like, what the fuck are you guys doing? I was like, so, but I, I think that was, I, think maybe, that, I don't think it was a bad scene. It just made me laugh. It was like, they no, threw in a little bit of humor right there. But, but I think there was a little bit of humor there, but I also think that there was a, Allison would have let them walk with them. Like Allison would not have moved them. Viserys would not have told them to stand down. Like this is Rhaenyra. She doesn't need someone standing by her. And I loved the fact that right after that, she brought the other two girls up to the table. Correct. Yeah. So like, I was like, no, 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 no. I don't need more men standing around this table, standing around me. Like I need my girls next to me. Like, yeah. like they're up here too. We, we are, we are finally here at this table and you're going to listen to me now. I kind of didn't like the, the pause that they had there where they kind of made her look kind of dumb, you know, where she just kind of sat there and they're all waiting for her to speak. But I also liked it at the same time because in the other scene with Allison, Otto immediately started talking, talking over Allison. It proved that everyone around that table was going to wait for her to speak because she was the queen and we truly believe this. Where on Allison's yeah, side, it's it's Otto still there. running the game. No yeah. one was going to speak until she spoke first. And she was kind of waiting for it because she's gotten so used to that. And then she was just kind of like, oh shit, okay, this is, I run this show now. So I think having that awkwardness actually sold the devotion that all of these men around this table had to her now. My opinion there. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a so great So I think take. my favorite thing about this entire, like, this this show, um, you know, going to the broad scale, like, everything through all the episodes that we had, um, I loved the dynamic of Rhaenyra and Allison's relationship. Because it is this roller coaster that you take and multiple times you think, okay, they're going to get it back together. And then something happens to break them apart again. And then, okay, they're going to get it back together here. And something breaks them apart again. It's just this whole embodiment of two best friends that are now pitted against each other from the love of their children. And I love the dynamic of Rhaenyra's one thing she never wanted to be was like this pregnant trapped woman that, that she felt like Allison's life was, but Allison actually ascended faster than she did made decisions faster than she did had to do all these things different. And when Rhaenyra is about to be queen and we don't have to go into the graphicness of it, she's stuck pregnant. Like the one thing that she never wanted to happen. That's why that whole miscarriage scene was so dramatic there is because she's like, do not make any decisions without me. Like I am queen, but now she's trapped yeah. in, in this pregnant body that she never wanted to have at that time because she had talked about it the whole time. So their relationship to that whole thing was, was I think through carried this. And I was always, stimulated by that of like, are these guys going to get it together? They were such good friends. They have to find common ground. They got kids now and then their kids go but Lord of the flies so and stab each other. Yeah. We don't have Twitter. You know, <laughs> we don't have Facebook. We ain't I got mean, no text message. This, I mean, think about it. 
the whole basis of this entire ending and what's leading into this big war is very innocently, Allison is only doing what her husband, what she thinks her husband wanted to do. Yep. And Rhaenyra is reacting, thinking that Allison is doing this maliciously. But again, but if they could ever be in the same, like if, if Alice, if if they could ever just, if if Allison could say, he said these words, then Rhaenyra could be like, she he wasn't talking about his son; he was talking about this dream, and they just. It drives me nuts sometimes. Yeah, I, but I think that's that's the that's the coolness of this. It's the little tiny miscommunications that lead to these epic moments that we have in these blowups and and the way that their relationship started and ended. Um, neither one of them ever wanted to be in this situation against each other. Like that's the thing. Like I, you always in the beginning you felt like okay they're gonna ride this out together, and then Viserys makes the decision because Otto puts this in into play into play now my other favorite thing throughout this <clears throat> entire series like i had two of them the second one is drum roll please because you're gonna you're gonna hate me for this auto hightower i hate that character so much but good god was he phenomenal through the whole thing Correct. Yeah. How I think amazing I was that character at making you he made me hate him as much as I hated Joffrey. And that's like, a huge testament to that actor. And that's too, a huge and, and testament to how that. amazing his acting was, <clears throat> how amazing they nailed that character, how no matter what he was doing, he was playing this game. He was setting things behind his daughter's back. He sent her there, and Otto was out for Otto the whole time. The whole time. And I loved it. Like, I love when you have... Like you hated... You loved that you hated I love to hate him. And and I, I'm i a wrestling fan. Like, I love WWE. The drama. And the, but I love the heels. I love the guys that play the bad guy because they're the... I want the crowd to be screaming and hating me and I'm doing my job right. Yeah. Anyone can be loved. Anybody can do the right thing. But to be a fantastic bad guy and make everyone hate you and just just live it. Oh, I love it. I love it because that's what gives you the drama that gives you all of these little things. Yeah, he nailed it. And he nailed honestly. it. Nailed it. I love I loved it. I, and, don't, I, I will say I don't hate him as much as I hated Joffrey. Oh, I do. I do. Joffrey, I, I mean, understood that. I understood that little cunt and like I hated him. But dude, Otto. Being being a father with a daughter. Yeah, I hate Otto in a different way. In a different but Joffrey way. Joffrey was annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joffrey is like hating the the whatever the new king that they want, Aegon. Like Aegon reminds me of Joffrey, and you just don't like him because he's not set to be this. But Otto, you loved to hate. You want to love this character, but you hate him because he's just always doing the bad thing. Well, not even a bad thing. He's always out for himself, not the realm. Like he's just 100% out for himself. And the actor did a wonderful job, like just a wonderful job through the whole series of playing that character. And he, and even when he wasn't there, cause he was gone for what one, almost a whole ep uh, an episode, like one or two mm -hmm. episodes in the background, you were still, you still knew he was there. Little things he had put in place. You're like, Oh, that was Otto's Otto's thing. He did that. He put that in place. And my favorite like scene um 
would would have to be when Matt Smith picks up the crown for his brother. When Damon picks up the crown, like yeah, that was just so. And 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 the reason why I love it so much is it wasn't supposed to happen. Um, Damon Matt Smith he he improvised that the crown fell off by accident. It wasn't supposed to happen, and they ran with it. And just that that moment, you're like, okay. He's here for his brother because his brother was here for me, and we we have put this to bed. Like the brothers were together again, and I just that's and if there's one thing that I loved about Viserys's character, uh, I I hated the fact that he was so dumb and he made so many bad mistakes. But you yeah, got he cared, so, he much cared about so much, and not even just his family, the realm. Like this guy deeply loved his family more than anything but cared about everybody in that realm. And I 100% believe that because you saw the change in just how the keep was with everyone running around kids playing like Viserys loved to see that, you know, it was, we had beautiful paintings on the walls and everyone was here and they're living life to the fullest. And then as the, the greens took over, you know, it all went away. People weren't there. It was dark. It was dreary. Mm. It wasn't this amazing thing that he built for everyone to come together, love, have fun, be peaceful, live in prosperity. And, yeah, exactly. and I love that. And I think him getting his brother back in that moment was just huge. And I know he tried to get the family back together, but getting his brother back, I think just that moment in this, in, that was just the turning point. Like, dude, these guys, th- that emotion I had during that scene, I didn't get anywhere else or in any other show than I had right there. Th- those, yeah, those definitely extremely, extremely emotional there. I, I agree with you on the auto stuff as well. I think the actor, uh, Reese Ifans or Reese Ifans. Yeah, Reese Ifans. Yeah. Uh, a Welsh actor. Um, funny enough, he is one of my favorite characters in another movie that's, uh, that, well, just a movie that is loved by sports fans. I don't know if it's considered a great movie, but uh, he is the field goal kicker in The Replacements. Oh, no shit. He is the guy with he the gambling is. problem. He's the guy with the game. Holy crap. Yeah. I didn't so, realize that he is. I mean, what a phenomenal journey this guy has way, had. As an actor. Way to go from being a, a <clears throat> Keanu Reeves backup in a terrible movie. Um, it's so bad, it's good though. So the funny part about that movie, and and I'm gonna leave it at that, is that they're portraying like the Washington team. Yeah, but they're playing in the Raven Stadium. <laughs> like the whole movie yeah. was shot in Baltimore. Yeah. It's supposed to be like DC, but whatever. It was it was all shot in yeah. Baltimore. So when they shot that movie, um, we actually tried to be extras in the movie, but never oh, never got awesome. in because we drove up there. Me and my dad did because <coughs> it was all in Baltimore. We were, we were close yeah. enough to drive there. Uh, we didn't get through, but we tried. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I think I I agree with you. I think Reese Reese took that character. His performance was phenomenal and and it almost goes across the board all the it's hard to find an actor actress that was was not as far as the lead character that did not bring it on this series 
like the emotion, the passion, the care, the wording that was used, the, the dialogue, all of it was very meticulous and very thought out. And I think all these actors and actresses brought their a game to every scene that they shot. Agreed. And, and especially since you had to basically recast the show twice. You know, like with all the time jumps, you you had to recast it twice. <clears throat> and how you handled that, I think by not not letting them meet each other, not letting them see any of the other performances, you got two very distinct performances that that went well together between all of the actors and the actresses as their characters grew and and morphed to things. I know that was one of the things you were really worried about. I, I wasn't as worried about it, but again, that could have gone very wrong. Um, I do know some yeah. people that hated it. Like they don't like the new actresses and actors and they don't want any of this stuff. So it goes both ways, but I, I, my personal opinion, I think they killed it. And, and I agree with you there. Um, so moving on, what do you think was the biggest miss? What was the miss of the series? Like if you could pick out one thing, like, mm. Hey, like you could have done this better. The, I can't think of the, character's name i'm so sorry for anyone listening to this episode you can make fun of me all you want it has been a couple weeks since i watched this but the lady that ended up being in charge of the whispers damon's whore yep at the beginning i think that's the biggest miss because they didn't dive into it enough and i i'm guessing just like any show if you don't see a body they might not be dead so they alluded to Otto having her tower burned at the end of the series but since you don't see her, I would I would have to guess that she would have known it was coming and was not there. Because I feel like if she was actually dead, we would have seen. Yeah, I mean, that's a but, Game of Thrones thing. Nobody. Yeah, you don't you don't yeah. see the dead body. You don't burn the body. You don't end the body. It's yeah, not necessarily so dead. I think that's a miss because I don't think they dove into the character and how important that side of um, King's Landing really is. Yeah, I I I think we're all aligned there. I think her character was the one that I had the biggest miss on. One, the accent was terrible. Like the accent that they forced this actress to use, like I don't it, it didn't hit. I couldn't understand her. A lot of times I had to pop, you know, I have to pop subtitles on anyway because I can't hear anything to begin with and I do watch these shows like while my kids are asleep, so I can't turn it up as loud as I always want to. Um so I definitely feel like she was the miss because you didn't build on anything. It was like, you're, I'm, I'm your whore. You take me here and then you drop me back. And all of a sudden I run this organization. Like yeah. I'm the head it, of it. Like it, I her, don't, her, jump her arc and, was just weird. Yeah. There was no, I mean, when she was his whore, everyone kind of understood. And then she was mad that he was alluding that she was pregnant and they were together. And she's like, I'm trying to stay hidden because I, I live a life that I'll just get killed. And now instead of staying hidden, you're running an organization. But yeah, not to like just three episodes no... later, there was no rise to power. We don't see how she became. Now we in power. know we skipped a lot of years and she built this as she was no longer part. She was so mad at Damon and she knew that Damon but you would have thought in that have episode something. where she comes back, there would have been some sort of flashback to show at least a glimpse, a five-minute montage of Rise yeah. to get to this role, and there was nothing. No, yeah, I, I think it was a miss all around. I think, um, and, and and I don't think it was a miss on the actress. I think she, the scene she was in 
She did she phenomenal. Was she was great. <clears throat> Minus the accent. Like I just I, the, the the accent they forced her to use was terrible. I hope they lose it in the next season if she's I think she's going to become a bigger character. I I think we'll see her move through the next season because because Otto did do what he did. So I think she's pissed. So and she also knows she has Damon on the other side. <clears throat> so you kind of have this relationship there of Otto tried to kill her and Damon's on the other side. So I can feed him information that he doesn't know about King's landing, which we are going to try to siege. So I can see where her character can become bigger, but um, yeah, I think for the show of a whole, they, they missed their pretty big um, by not telling that story arc. When we jumped every other, every other jump we had, we kind of, we got dialogue to tell us what happened. With hers, we got nothing. We just we are meant to assume she built this organization from nothing. And and I, yeah. I didn't really like that. No, not at all. Especially when you knew that that organization was already active. Yeah. So um, moving. Yeah. Like again, like did she just kill the last leader? Like, give me something. Like I get, <laughs> like even just give me an episode of like here's the leader of the whispers, <clears throat> and I came in and I stabbed them, and now I'm the leader. Okay, I can accept that like even more than just the nothing. Yeah. All right. Um, so as we go through, what do you feel is going to be, or, or in your mind, what was the biggest bombshell drop? Like the biggest mic drop moment that you were just like, damn, I didn't see that coming. Cause game of Thrones oh, is known for that. <laughs> yeah. My first, I want to be honest. My first initial thought is um, Luke's death at the end with the getting eaten by the dragon. But you could you could almost see it coming. I mean, the way that they set it up was phenomenal. Where you you realize that Aegon di- really didn't mean to do it. Yeah, like he truly didn't. So I I want to shy away from that. So my my biggest um, shocker to me was Laris killing his own brother and father, having them killed. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. When you really learned how terrible that character was like that. Because a lot Game of Thrones has kind of always taught us that most of the time the families stick together. Yeah. Unless you're that family, like the strong family did not stick together. Well, yeah. they all did it except for one. Well, I mean. That it only takes one to destroy the whole thing. Yeah, I gotta give that to you. That was one of the ones where I was like, "Oh shit, this is a bad dude. This is a bad dude, man. He is." And and, and for him to be in line with Allison didn't fit Allison's character at all. Mm-mm. It didn't. So like my moment, um, just it doesn't actually affect anything, but it was just like, "Holy shit, that just happened." Was in the second to last episode when Christian Cole kills that guy, like just slams. I was too. just like, "What the fuck just <laughs> happened?" Like he just slammed that fucker's face into his marble. Like I was not expecting <laughs> We've been talking that. About that stupid marble. The I whole know. Season. I know. Like, I, and again, it's not like this like revolutionary thing that happens. It does, but just the way everyone was so casual about it afterwards. Yeah, you know what's funny? 
is I I remember back to the first couple of episodes where you kept going, what's the marble that wasn't yeah. there at the council for Game of Thrones? Like they never had. That's that why thing. they don't and, have the marbles anymore. That's why I was like, all I thought was that's why they don't have the marbles. Yeah, dude, that was my moment where I'm just sitting there watching it and I'm just like, damn, damn, he just fucking killed that dude. Yeah. Like, holy <laughs> shit. Christian Cole ain't fucking around anymore. He's just taking people out by accident. Okay, I got one for you, Andy. Here's my question right. for you. What was your... We always talk about every episode has a... Did we really need that moment? What listen, was your most listen. cringeworthy? Did we really need that? That's an easy one. Episodes? Like, that's an easy one. Can, do Are we not going to have the uh, pulling the baby out as that one? Can that one not be just because of how cringe that was in general? <laughs> So like, like, like you can't choose, one? you can exclude that one. <clears throat> okay, exclude that one. Um, man, this one they didn't have a lot in this where I was just like, man, I I didn't I didn't really need that, but I you know I kind of the one that just stands out to me that I that I can't get out of my mind though was um when when they when they were taking care of Viserys. And he just had all the scars and shit on his body and mm. like how gaunt his <clears throat> character was. And it was just like, that just still stands out to me of like, oh my God, like, did we really need to see all of that? Like, that's um, the one that was there for me. Like, if I'm not counting the baby being pulled out of uh, the miscarriage, like that was just terrible. <laughs> for, for me, it's, uh, it's Laris getting himself off to Allison's feet. So actually, I I was gonna ask you another breastfeeding. With with oh with With uh, the breastfeeding from Game of Thrones, Thrones. it is right up there with uh, me for that. Lady Aaron, because the more and more I've seen that episode, it's like Allison knew that he had a fetish and she was letting him do it. Like that was his reward. Well, she was. That was the whole thing, and and that's you know. So I think that's where if you if you go back, you have. I think we talked about that in that in that episode of. You know, it's not like Allison's character to be part of that. And just like when she allowed Viserys to have sex with her, she always looked away. So she allowed and that was her one thing. Like she wasn't going to ever want these girls never wanted to use their body in that way. And now she knows the only way that she can move forward or continue with her power is if she allows a man to do these things to her. And, And that I think that was just selling that for that character of like how low she's actually gone. um at that point but it was super cringe to me that was actually going to be mine so i was going to ask you the question of what was one thing in the series that you did not need that you felt did not help the story at all and mine was the dude jerking off to allison's feet like (laughs) i think you could pull that out of the episode and and nothing changes well Nothing Other changes than the fact there. of the way you just broke it down. But, I, you know, I think you can break it down if I really wanted to. But if I pull that out of it and that scene doesn't happen, I still think this guy's a crazy fucker. You know, I if still Kristen think, Cole would have pulled out, she wouldn't have needed to drink that tea. It's true. I still, think, started. I still think he's a crazy fucker. I still think that all of the same things are there. But I just feel like that wasn't necessarily needed to get what I just said across. Um, like mine is the, <laughs> it just makes me laugh, but I definitely don't think it was needed. It was in the very first, it has to be the first episode, maybe the second episode 
where Damon goes down to make that speech and uh, celebrating Viserys' son's death. And oh, you have this like yeah. guy just railing this girl doggy style in the middle in the of Damon speaking. Yeah, they just yeah, stop yeah. mid Well, that was a quota. And just... <laughs> That's a quota. He just turns. He just turns and she's just sitting there doggy style. like the, Yeah. No, I'll give you that one. That was not, not necessary to have that. Um, oh, and the other one. I forgot about this one. This one I definitely don't think I, I could have done without. Was um, was uh, Aegon jerking off, jerking off out yeah. of the window? Yep. I, I, but yeah, I, I agree. But I do think that turned into a really funny scene of like this Allison yelling at him, <laughs> like, "You're not a kid. You're no son of mine." And that was an homage to um, so like. That part was a really big homage to what um, Tyrion's father said to him is that you're no son of mine. Like that was the exact same word. So we kind of had those. I don't think they were trying to do that, but you also had that feel there of like, you know, you're just what are you like? You are not anything that I would want. Um, So last question that I have. What do you think was the most underplayed character that could have been used better through the series. It just didn't get a lot of screen time, just was was there, but you think is going to be, you know, possibly a big deal moving forward. Uh, give me a moment to think about this. So jump into what you got. So mine was Helena. So I feel like the daughter and, and it was, you know, she was so subtle in it, but you know, um, all the things that she said, they didn't play into it of, of anyone realizing that she could have been a dreamer. You know, like they, they didn't use that character. She had a couple of scenes, but everything she said was super profound, but so often so weird that I'm like, I really wish they dove more into her. Now, next season, we might get it because now it's going to be more about the kids and the fighting and all of this stuff. We might see that. But. I really wish they got more into Helena's character um, because she was just really insightful and weird. And I want to understand why, like, why was she so weird? Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, For me, then I, I, that's a, that's honestly a really, really good one. I think I would be excited to see where it goes from there. She very much had a brand Stark. Yeah, um, type of a seer kind of deal, and especially the later seasons of Game of Thrones, where Bran was an important character, but they never really gave you enough to feel. It's like because his arc was boring, the show stopped hmm. leaning into it, but they still had to tell it at the same time because he was important at the end of the series. Well, his most important thing was the Hodar, and you told it through Hodar. Like every, it's a Hodar scene; it's not a Bran scene. Yeah, but just I mean, even in the end, he you know he gets picked by Tyrion and all that. Like they're setting. Don't up get the, me started about the end of that. Yeah. <laughs> but they're setting up the the entire thing, and but you never really get enough of him. And I think that comes down to the fact that towards the last couple seasons, like you said, R.R. Martin's not involved. All anyone wanted to see in the battle scenes was what was Arya doing? What's Arya doing? What's Arya doing? Yeah. Where's Arya? Where's her badass stuff? Like Bran was boring. Yeah. So this wasn't so, about Bran. So which one is yeah, from House of the Dragon I'm did just, you not want to see? I'm just stalling. You're stalling. You took, you took the person I think I would do. Um, I, I think that it has to be Jace. 
Okay. Because they allude to Jace quite a bit at the beginning, and then you see Amon uh, obviously takes a big step and becomes a big character. Obviously, he gets Vagar. But Jace should have been kind of right there along the lines of that, and he and never almost, really, he just, yeah. he feels like a, a back character for no reason. Yeah, it almost nothing. feels like they, you know, he also felt suit like the I think the casting was great, but I actually think they missed on Jace casting wise because he was so small compared to everybody else. Like, there's no way yeah. that I would believe he's Especially ready to do anything. Strong. Yeah, he's from a strong like the two the two strong boys. And, and maybe they were just trying to portray how much younger they were than them, maybe. But they didn't feel like powerful characters. They felt like yeah. they were going to be easily defeated, but this guy's supposed to be this amazing warrior and from this great bloodline. Like I expected them to be more and I said them to be more also because like they had Damon training them. You know, like Correct. did Damon and, not do anything with them while he was yeah, there. And, and Jace for all intents, for, for if you really look at this bluntly, Rhaenyra is heir as, as far as the realm is concerned and, and Viserys is concerned. So who's Rhaenyra's heir? It's Jace. Yeah. And Jace doesn't look like he's in any position to be any, like not even as much in the way that Aegon doesn't seem like he's in position. Jace seems so much further removed from that on a completely different way. Not because he's like an idiot and a buffoon and all these other things. Like he is super serious character, but doesn't look like he could lead a, a, a ladybug soccer team, let alone a realm. Yeah, I I think that's another one where I think they they definitely and maybe we'll learn more why that happens as we move forward in the story, or maybe that was told and they just left that kind of out of of it because you know they just didn't want to play on all these arcs and they wanted to focus on um you know the main characters that were there. So I know I said that was my last question, but I actually have one more. What was your favorite battle scene? There weren't many. Excluding the dragon fight at the end? No, that could be part of one. Uh, my favorite battle scene. It's it's my favorite and it's my most disappointing at the same time. I think I know where you're going. It's when Damon rips through the Crab King's yep. army and he's just going ham. And then they're just building up to this final last little epic. Listen. We also do a podcast called The Winchesters, right? So we just talked about episode four. If you're listening to this and you want to check out one of our other podcasts where we break down the TV show, The Winchesters on CW, we're doing this. And there's a scene in The Winchesters recently on this last episode where uh, this guy fights this god. And he's supposed to be this Celtic god, but he's dressed as a Roman soldier that looks like he got his outfit from the dollar store for a Halloween costume. I mean, the dollar store Halloween costume would have been better. Maybe. I mean, it was awful. And the end battle of that, as awful as I just talked about that on that podcast, I would have rather had this ending with Damon and this Crab King, have that, have him stab the Crab King with his sword backwards on accident because they only had one prop <laughs> and they just mess up the entire shoot. Then Damon to have this epic moment where he runs through this entire army single-handedly beating everyone, looking like he's playing uh, an Assassin's Creed game on easy <laughs> only to go into this tunnel where he's chasing down the crab King and I'm all hyped up and nothing. He just comes out carrying the crab King in half. 
so I didn't get to see him chop in half. I didn't get to see any of that. Did, I got to see Damon chop some guy's head off from behind like a little bitch. He didn't have to face that guy face-to-face, and he also didn't have to face the Crab King face-to-face. When is Damon going to fight someone in a fair fight that he wins? Because he didn't win against Kristen Cole in the jousting competition. He beat the shit out of the messenger that came and helped him at the Stepstones, and then he sliced the guy's head off from behind. But I think I think that is the Damon character, though. I think you haven't seen him do anything fair, and Damon's not going to do it fair. Damon's going to do what he has but to do to win. But he had that epic moment that was fair when he he was expecting to die. People. Though I don't think Damon ever expected to walk out of there alive. I expected that to be your miss, honestly. I was I was setting you. I I was expecting you to be like that was your biggest miss. There was the, with how passionate you were about how bad that ending was to that. Um, I was expecting that to be. I I have to go with the the obvious. I think the end dragon, the the, the very end of the dragons if, going listen, together. You made me exclude the baby miscarriage, so I'm making you exclude the dragon. No, no, you can't make me exclude the dragon because yes. I I set the rules because it was my question. Too bad. So I'm, asking, I'm what's still going to go with the dragon. Your next best. The next. There is no next best because that is the best. So I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't deal no, in next best. I don't deal in next best. I only deal in the best. Okay. Somehow I got stuck with you, which is like fourth best. So I deal with fourth best. And That's the why best. you're on Last Choice Network. It's your last. We, choice. This is my last fucking choice. I got nothing else to do. <laughs> I got nowhere else to go. All right. So. Let's go ahead and wrap this episode up. You know, we we definitely have had a roller coaster through this House of the Dragon. We have seen a lot of change and evolution in the characters, uh, literally changing characters, um, and 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 even changing what the story is about. You know, the story started as this rain and then turned into the love of your children and then turned back into this fight of of the rain. But now it's also the fight of the kids that just can't let go of of the history in the past, where even the parents were trying to at that point. And a lot of misunderstanding and misdirection and uh, some good underlying secret keeping and secret telling, uh, which makes for a phenomenal Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon show. If you had one thing that you are you are waiting for in the next season, what would it be that you want? And we'll end it there. What do you want next season to be? I want them in the very first episode to jump right into this dragon battle. I want I want Rhaenyra to get on the damn dragon and fly it over to King's Landing and chomp Otto's head right off. And then I want her to burn Allison's children. So you want this to be one episode long? <laughs> just, just give me I one episode. I want her episode. to burn the children, but I want, I want Eamon to survive it. You want Eamon? No, Eamon. Okay, so you want Eamon to survive and Eamon become this, I want, like. I want Aegon and Otto to be dead in the first episode. I don't think Dragon, you're gonna get that by Rhaenyra. I don't think you're gonna end up getting that. Um. And then the next six episodes are gonna be flashback episodes as they bring back the old actresses for Malicent and Rainier, and we're just going to have a delayed rest of the waiting for the dance of the dragons. So you want, want to happen happening. the thing that you don't want to happen. No, I said, that's what I think is going to happen. Not what oh, I want okay. to happen. I want her to immediately, I want us to pick right up from that room where she has that look. I want her to run outside and get on the dragon as Damon's trying to actually stop her, which would be weird. 
and her to fly away and her fly right in there. And we've had two times where she's landed on a dragon back behind Otto. Except this time should be a third time and he shouldn't survive it. I can live with that. And I think she should go after the kids because of them killing Luke. And I think she goes to burn Eamon, but she misses. And the Jakaris kills Aegon. And that's what sets off the mother versus mother when it comes to Alicent and Rhaenyra. That is officially the point of no return for both of them. Because Aegon to me is a throwaway king, throwaway character. Aemon does not. Yeah, I so what I really want to see this next episode be, and, and I'm kind of going to take it a little bit differently because I I do think my my heart tells me we are going to get a drawn out season, even though I just told you that we weren't going to. I I do think we're going to get a drawn out season, but I think we're really going to get an alignment of power from where all the other kingdoms are coming from. We're going to learn about the Starks. We're going to learn about the Baratheons. We're going to learn about the Aarons. We're going to learn about this entire realm that has to get behind one or the other. And that's kind of where we left at the end. We're going to have Rhaenyra super pissed because one of her kids died and he was just a messenger, not a warrior. So we're going to have this war taking place and we're going to see jockeying for power through Who's going to be my ally? Who's going to bend the knee to me? Who's going to be the people that I can trust? And I feel like we're going to get some red wedding backstabbing as we get into all of these other guys that are like, oh, because we also have to figure out how the Lannisters started taking power, how they built everything up. Like the Dance of Dragons allowed for every other house to become powerful. And it's not just we didn't know who the hell the high towers were when we got to Game of Thrones. So something bad happened to them. Like I'm, I'm waiting to see all of these other underlying names that we know and we love start to play the game. And now we get the real game of Thrones. Now we get all these guys jockeying. Now we get red wedding esque. Holy shit. Did that really happen? Type deals and not things that I could kind of guess kind of see the arc. And I want to believe that my main characters can die. That's one thing about this whole show is I never thought any of them of the main characters other than Viserys were going to die and none of them did. But in Game of Thrones, I want I want to always be on the edge of my seat in the next season waiting for someone to stab them in the back and be like, nope, my turn, bitch. I'm just I'm just I was just here laying in wait to take this over. And if anyone can do it, it's the damn Lannisters. True. Very true. Thank you for everyone that has followed us through this journey, this George R. R. Martin journey that we took in House of the Dragon season one. And again, every actor and actress in this show was phenomenal. The casting was great. Um, it is really, I'm really, really happy to see what these guys could do, guys and gals could do with a budget and some good CG. Some great dragons, some good storytelling, and I cannot wait to see what we get in season two. And it sounds like we're not going to have to wait long. We're going to get some stuff pretty soon. Thank you again. We may have some more episodes, so please stick around. Check check your uh, podcast every once in a while to see if we got some new stuff as things pop up. We might do some first reactions to trailers. Um, you know, short little blips on as we see more from season two of what we're going to get, but we will definitely be back. The one thing that we want to point out here 
is that James and I are not uh, very tech savvy. So we apologize for all the issues you might have had trying to find our podcast as we have changed some names and had some RSS feed issues and things like that. But we will be moving this podcast to our centralized channel. And and it's probably just going to be Last Choice TV reviews or Last Choice TV. It'll be centralized and all of our reviews for television will be there. Um, We'll keep this around. So, you know, if you're here and you get it from here, we'll put some show notes in. We'll let you know that it has moved. But season two will be on our main centralized channel where we will have um, the Winchesters that we're doing right now. We will definitely have, you know, the probably the Jon Snow Game of Thrones one when that comes Anything out. Anything Game of Thrones. Anything Game of Thrones we will have there. Um, and also... Our other channel is gaming. Our passion is gaming. You know, our passion is gaming and TV. Um, so I'm sure we'll have Halo there when that comes back. I'm sure we'll also have um, the Last of Us series that comes out whenever that comes out and things there. So please find us there. It'll be Last Choice TV Reviews or Last Choice TV. You can always find us by just searching Last Choice Network. And you can always find us at the last choice last choice network.com that'll probably be your best place to see exactly where we're at and again i apologize for all the craziness that we have we're getting it under control we got some tech support helping us out so we finally got some of our episodes posting i'm sorry if you didn't get those or they came late for you um that was our fault both of us you know we didn't know what we're doing we're learning as we're going along i thank you for all your support i'm ender This is James. Thank you all. Have a good night. We'll see you in season two.